Welcome back to the Retro Craptacular Podcast, where each month we continue our search for the best bad movies on the planet Earth. I am your host, Aaron, and I am joined, as always, by Matt. Hello. 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 How are you? Not too bad. It always feels weird when we record in a new space. New space. Um, now that we're in the same province and we're able to see each other. Um, and now I'm in the new studio, which is definitely not fully set up yet, but it will be. It's going to be probably our new regular recording space right yeah Unless, pretty regular to come I, to your place or something but well, sometimes maybe yeah we'll see, we'll see. Yeah. But it's fun um, it's exciting it's it like, is fun it's like the, it's like it's fresh there's like a, a fresh yeah. new coat of paint on the experience i love it's i love that how it for feels. us yeah yeah uh well dude i i'm psyched to be here in the new space i'm psyched to be uh talking about another craptastic film mm. or is it who knows mm. it's not even the name of the podcast it's craptacular but you know <laughs> what whatever <laughs> uh but before we get to that is there any other uh stuff that, just thinking uh, about a summer spooktacular <laughs> just fuck off <laughs> <It's> so good <laughs> and then i didn't figure it out until the last episode uh, yeah love it Anyway, but I left my shame in the episode. Everyone knows that I fucked up and that I know I fucked up. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. Go listen to the previous episode if you don't know what we're talking about. Um, yeah. But before we dive into that, what uh, have you been up to? Well, I I went to a movie theater and I say that really excitedly. I know they've been open for a while. Yeah. But I have not been to a movie theater since Christmas 2019. Wow, what a disappointing time to go to the movies. I assume you saw Rise of Skywalker. Uh, it's not the last movie I saw, actually. The oh, last movie God. I saw was the new Mary Poppins. Oh. How was that? Oh, from what I remember, it was like, yeah. Okay. I was like, oh, it's fun. This, okay. The music is well done. Yeah. It's well written. They got Lin Manuel yeah. Miranda doing his thing. I like him. Yeah. Uh,. I still haven't seen Hamilton, but you still haven't seen Hamilton. I still haven't gotten. I Hamilton. finally watched it. I was also really late to that. Yeah. to that game. I finally watched it, like the the one they have on on the old DP. Yeah, um, and it was tremendous. Yeah, and I was like, I, okay, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> I just I gotta get around to it, and like I gotta find time that I can like just sit down and watch the whole thing. Yeah, start to finish. Um. Yeah, cool. But but Mary Poppins was uh, a thing. So anyways, what did you see in the theater now? Oh, right. I got to go <laughs> and see uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of Ten Rings. I'm sure I'm saying nice. that wrong. But... No, you said it right. Okay, cool. I always said, when I was growing up, I always called him Shang-Chi because I assumed that's how it was. I assumed that all languages work the same. <laughs> yeah. <but it's... laughs> oh, man. Yeah. It was great. You saw it too. I did see thing. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My, my girlfriend's grandma took us to see it. She likes, she likes big dumb action movies. So she also took us to see Fast and Furious Nine, which oh, was terrible. F nine. And I, I ducked out of the Snake Eyes movie. I had something else up that night, and I was like, I can't make it. Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes. Like the GI Joe. Yeah. Oh. They did a, a Snake Eyes origin movie. Well, I never saw their reboot of GI Joe. I just figured. Enough of my childhood had been shit on, so I just didn't want to go for it. I guess, yeah. I don't know. I never watched the G.I. Joe cartoons. I briefly played with the toys. 
I have no emotional connection to Snake Eyes. But anyways, I didn't go see the movie because it looked like a hot steaming pile of shit. So I, I dipped out of that one. In my universe, oh, no. Snake Eyes was always a bad guy. Yeah. I think he is a bad guy. Oh, okay. I think they're kind of Boba Fetting him. Where they're like, oh, he's a bad they? guy, but he looks cool, so we'll make him a hero, I guess. Well, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, Shang-Chi. <laughs> yeah, Shang-Chi. I... Uh, w- uh, okay, yeah. so I'll start. <laughs> okay, you go. So One I thing think... about Shang- <laughs> Such an asshole. I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I think that um, after Black Widow... There's two sort of things that happened here. I saw Black Widow, which, like, is, I guess, fine. When you, like, as a movie. Yeah. It's fine as a movie. As a Marvel movie, it didn't really push the boundaries in any direction that were good or bad for me. I I enjoyed it, and I have not felt the need to watch it again, ever. That's fair. I I feel similarly. I don't care about watching it again, but it was like, here's another Marvel movie. And I was like, okay, cool, thanks. Yeah, so it was fine. It felt like it was like three or four years too late. Like they should have put it out like right after Civil War, because that's when it's set. Mm. But they were still like, ugh, women, no. Um, And so that happened, and then I saw the James Gunn, The Suicide Squad, like a couple months after that, or whenever that one came out. And that movie was fantastic and amazing and original and brilliant and everything I want a comic book movie to be. It had an auteur's voice throughout the entire thing, mm. right? And so, like, that between Black Widow and then seeing that, I was kind of like, ugh, maybe I am done with Marvel. Wow, back to feeling like that. I was like... <sighs> we all got there at one point. <laughs> yeah, I've been there, like, three or four times. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Thor The Dark World, I was like, oh, there... <laughs> um... But Shang-Chi was enough enough of a fresh thing for me that I, I sort of was like, okay, you know what? I'll, I'll hang on a little bit longer. Nice. I want to see what what happens with the Eternals because that looks fucking weird. Yeah, I, don't, I have no idea, <laughs> but I'm really interested. Yeah. Uh, cast looks interesting. Story seems mm-hmm. crazy. Well, um, and the, the director of that movie just won the Oscar for Best Director and Best Picture. Oh, I didn't know that. At the Academy actually. Awards. Yeah, they got Chloe Zhao to d- direct this thing i think she wrote it too and i'm like all right sweet yeah i'm bored kamel nanjiani i'm down and yeah old old ten rings uh one of my favorite things about it is that i mean we just talked about black widow who was like here's another marvel movie and i'm like okay thank you i did enjoy it but it wasn't crazy or anything i'll give you black widow oh thank you <laughs> whereas Never this one mer <laughs> yes shut up sorry i'm doing vines yeah i know um <laughs> Whereas this one did not feel like here's another Marvel movie. No, it, was it like, didn't. Here is a brand new story with mostly brand new characters. And then also here's the best character from Doctor Strange. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um just so you know, they so that they could tie everything back to Doctor Strange, because that's obviously yeah, and, what they're doing. And he's fighting with the abomination from the Incredible Hulk. I know who that was? I think that's who that's supposed to be. Oh, I never, I never pieced together who it was. I think that's who that's supposed to be, but that's cute. I could be, I could be wrong. Um, but that seems to be the general general consensus online was like that would be a fucking abomination. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, w- I really enjoyed it. Yeah, really cool action stuff. 
Yes. So really I, cool. I, I did like that. Um, that like because like Simu Liu, mm. uh, from every Canadian will know him from Kim's Convenience. Every time, which is a little fucking weird. I, it's so weird, but like I see. I mean, it happened with the Mandalorian, where all of a sudden we're like, Appa? Yeah. In, the, in that, and every time I see someone from Kim's Convenience now, it just getting more work. It just makes me so happy inside. Yeah. yeah. And so as soon as I saw the trailer and I saw that it was him, I just like peed a little bit yeah and it's it's crazy that he like got that job based on like tweeting marvel is that is that true is that because i like kind of like i'm sure you know but he there was that thing going around on twitter it was like the bottle cap challenge where like you have like a water bottle and you do like a kick to just like flick the, oh. the bottle cap off or whatever um and he did that and then he was like hey marvel let's talk shang chi and then <sighs> nothing came of it and then he tweeted them again later he's like hey so are we gonna talk shang chi or not <laughs> good for him and it got on the job that's amazing i i mean it, it at least put the seed in their mind of like who is this guy and why are all these people from canada tweeting us <laughs> like hey you need yeah. to put this guy in the movie <laughs> um yeah no i thought it was Good. I mean, I love seeing fucking Tony Leung in anything because I'm a huge fan of like John Woo, like Hong Kong action movies from the 90s, like The Killer and Hard Boiled and yeah, anything with Chow Yun Fat He's and Tony Leung. Oh, anything with Chow Yun Fat. They should have put Chow Yun Fat in it. Uh, they had Michelle Yeoh. The fact that Michelle Yeoh is now in the MCU, just like twice, because she's also in the end uh-huh. of Guardians of the Galaxy two. <gasps> She's one Wait, of the ra- yeah. She's one of the Ravager crews that shows up at the end for Yondu's funeral. I forgot about that. Me too. Until someone pointed it out later, I was like, "Oh yeah, right. She's in the MCU already." Oh fuck. Wait, what does that mean? Multiverse. I mean, I guess those characters are probably never going to meet, so it's fine. But now I just want them to. But yeah, um, yeah. I I thought it was uh, yeah, great to see Michelle Yeoh. Um. My biggest complaint about the movie, honestly, is that it just kind of feels like it has, like, I didn't, I didn't have, it didn't have, like, an, an artistic stamp on it. It still felt a little bit, like, directed by committee hmm. to me, which, like, was the same with Black Widow. Like, I didn't really see or, or like, hear a director's voice uh, in that movie at all, as opposed to something like The Suicide Squad, which just reeks of James Gunn. Hmm. All like his fingerprint is on every frame of that movie and every line of dialogue in that script. And I know uh, Destin Daniel Cretton, um, he directed Short Term 12. I don't know him personally, sorry. I know of his work. Um, <laughs> right, we go way back. We go way back. Me and old Desty. No. Um, <laughs> I know of his work. He directed a movie called Short Term 12, which was like one of Brie Larson's first like breakout kind of roles. Oh, cool. Um, it's one of the best American independent films of the last decade. It is truly astounding go check it out it's great um and you know there's marvel sometimes lets directors get away with having their voice in the, like you know you think of like joss whedon on the avengers movies mm. very clearly his movie uh taika waititi obviously um james yeah. gunn on the guardians movies you know there's a couple you know yeah guys that can kind of get their flavor in there or have a flavor in there and this to me didn't have a ton of flavor hmm 
But as a whole, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, that's definitely one that I would go see again. Yeah. I do I do want to see it again too because I do think it it warrants a second watch and I think that might sort of change my maybe change my opinion on it. It does a, help a sometimes bit. to um, further digest a movie with another view. I liked it enough that I was like I would check that out again because I feel like maybe it, I need to unpack it a bit mm. a bit more. Um Yeah, I I really liked uh yeah, the action stuff, the kung fu stuff was what stood out the most for me. Yeah. It, it made me like want to go watch Bruce Lee movies. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> made me want to go watch, um, Crush Tiger Hidden Dragon. Yeah, me which too. Also has Michelle Yeoh in it. Yeah, which honestly, my favorite fight scene ever of all time is with Michelle Yeoh, and it's in Crush Tiger Hidden Dragon uh, when they're sparring in the where they're in the the like fight arena thing. Yeah, yeah. And she just keeps going from different weapon to weapon that she like has mastery of them all, but none of them stand up to the green destiny. Yeah. Okay. She did that fight. Fun little tidbit. Mm. She had either like broken a bone in her foot or her leg or ankle or something, or had like slipped a disc in her back. I can't what? remember which one it was. Um, but she was like dealing with some sort of like huge injury, and she was like, No, I'm doing the fight scene. What the hell? And they were like, we can bring in a stunt double for you. She's like, fuck off with your stunt double. I'm doing the fight scene. <laughs> that was exactly the way she put it. That's so cool. And she's like, Ang, I'll show you where you can stick your fucking stunt double. <laughs> give, me the, give me the stick with the long sword on the end of it. Give me all the weapons. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's so cool. She's so intense. She is intense. Yeah, I saw that. And I think I was kind of. I mean, like, I've watched a bunch of stuff, but, like, nothing that I think is worth really mentioning. Um, well, speaking of epic fight scenes. Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be something later that I'm going to be like, you idiot, you should have talked about that. I, well, I mean, I can't. Uh, do you want to talk about Masters of the Universe? Or oh, fuck. Yeah, we should talk about there that. We go, I yeah. couldn't remember we talked about that. Have you seen? I have now seen the, the first five. Part one. Yeah. That was awesome <laughs> i've seen it twice nice and then i was like so jacked up for like masters of the universe content that i started watching uh she-ra and the princesses of power the dreamworks one yeah the new one yeah mm. the dreamworks one because i was just like i need something else I need in, more in, in that this universe in that vibe and i didn't want to go to my parents house and dig out my he-man and the masters of the universe dvds so <laughs> yeah um what what did you think of revelations start there revelations well first off i love she-ra and the princess of power i'm just throwing so it out there good. it's so fucking it's good it's so good blows me away has no business being that good no noel yeah. noel stevenson had such a vision for it and she fought for it every single step of the way that's what i've heard yeah, yeah. i love her she's brilliant what else has she done oh i don't even remember first okay. time i saw her was like she guessed she was a guest player in one episode of Critical Role. Like oh, the, okay. The, that's the first time I ever saw her, actually. Um, but then, ah, uh, geez, she is. She also like um, is the author of like a, a comic online called Lumberjane. Oh, she did Lumberjanes. I think that's her. Okay, I think so. I I'm, I'm familiar not, with Lumberjanes. I hope, I hope I'm not getting that wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's. No look it up? Yeah, look it up. Because I'm going to feel stupid otherwise. I do um, like Lumberjanes, and that kind of makes sense because the artwork is sort of similar. And then I feel like I saw her name 
on the credits for Adventure Time a bunch. Oh, yep, you were right. <laughs> cool. It's a comic book written by Shannon Waters, Grace Ellis, Brooklyn A. Allen, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, dude, no, no you're so no. wrong. And then I clicked the actual link. It's like, and Noel Stevenson. <laughs> ah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, cool, cool, cool. Okay, that makes sense. But yeah, it's great, and that's is a it's a good cast. That show. Anyway, um, yeah, Revelation. Speaking of good casts. Oh man. Yes, the cast. I mean, obviously, there's Mark Hamill as Skeletor. That's oh my God. a thing unto itself. Praise be unto him. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> but then, yeah, I mean, the rest that was, of the cast. Like, when I know. heard that they cast Mark Hamill as Skeletor, I'm like, A, that's the most obvious choice ever. <laughs> B, thank God they went with the most obvious choice ever. C, <laughs> I have never been more excited for anything in my entire life. I need to hear Mark <laughs> Hamill do Skeletor. He's such an amazing voice actor. Yeah. He's it's, so good. It's incredible. Um, and did you see yeah. like the after show thing that's also on Netflix now? Yeah, I did. I watched A bunch that. of people talk about Mark <laughs> Hamill and how he's just so formidable voice acting across from him and how he just becomes the character and it's like a little bit scary. <laughs> yeah. It's great. He's done voices in like every Star Wars animated series, I think, too, usually under a pseudonym. Oh really? Yeah, but the the most the one where they I think they did actually finally publish his name was he did the voice of Darth Bane in the season six of the oh, Clone Wars. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Where Yoda, Yoda goes to Moraband and and meets like the essence of Darth Bane or whatever. Yeah, that was him, and that was so good, so good. Oh my goodness. But yeah, then you got um um. Uh, L- L- uh, Lena Hetty. Lena Hetty. That's the name. Yeah, Evil Lynn. That's Evil Lynn. She's brilliant. Yeah, she's so good at that role. My goodness. The only one that kind of bothers me is um, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Did it throw you because you just heard her voice? I just for so her. many years. I just hear her voice. It, like it's just it's, Buffy. It's just Buffy. It was the same when she was in Rebels, and uh, I was like, no, you're not the seventh sister or whatever. You're just. <laughs> You're just Buffy. Oh, see, I I haven't seen Buffy nearly as much as you have, so yeah. I was I immediately recognized her voice, but I was able to put that aside and just hear the character. Yeah. Um, she did a great job. She did a she did a really good job. It was just that was tough for me. Um, <laughs> to get past, I loved uh, Orko. Yeah. Um, you know who honestly like had kind of a small role, but also nailed it. Um, was, was Cringer. It? Yes, you know uh, you know who did Charles the Charles of... Boyle's dad. Yeah, or uh, as <laughs> I forget his real name. More more people might know him as the. I believe you have my stapler. <laughs> um, it's the fucking guy from Office Space. Yeah, um, ah, Milton. I feel, I feel so bad that I can't remember his you know his real life human name. I know. Um, but he he landed that so perfectly like so good one of the most memorable characters for me the two most memorable memorable characters from the old cartoon for me were, were orko and cringer yeah um and so to hear them just like slay those voices um was just so nice yeah well the guy that did orko so originally i guess orko um was done by the guy who was like the f- head of filmation he would and they just like put a bunch of effects on it to make it like oh Let's oh really? Put the cat in the bubble, like you know, um, doing the like high, super high voice. Because I guess there was like you could have your voice cast do up to three roles before you had to pay them extra. 
That was like hmm. union rules. And so like any additional voices that needed to be done, it was just like that guy under a pseudonym. And then because he just needed to keep it cheap, right? He's like, we got to make it cheap. Yeah. The whole thing about filmation is like we make animation real cheap. But we'll just like churn it out and reuse the same background over and over again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so uh, they just like put a bunch of like weird effects on it. And so like this guy like went into his bathroom and like practiced in front of the mirror and like gargled with a bunch of weird shit to try and like loosen his vocal cords and like get that like super high wow and he did it like all for real um spectacular yeah it's uh griffin newman from the blank check podcast and he was uh the sidekick guy on the tick oh i can't remember his name but the the reboot of the tick in right yeah yeah um and then the other, like, big standout to me, or, like, I don't know if it's, like, a standout, but, like, nailed the casting was um, the guy who did the voice of Man-at-Arms was oh. Uh, oh. Sir Davos from Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, what an what awesome voice. voice. Yeah. goodness. Like, that, hear, that, that voice, voice is, you're like, is, like, that's, like, Liam Neeson level. Yeah. Of, like, Yeah, like, that's the only guy voice. you would get that would do that better. <laughs> would be Liam Neeson. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's like this guy is a dad, but he's done battle. Yep. He's ripped out a man's throat with his bare hands. And and is a father. <laughs> and he loves his daughter so much. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was like... so good. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I'm excited. I'm excited for the back end, man. Part 2 should be coming before the end of the year they said oh really that fast yeah oh cool it's done they did it all in one go and i guess they're just releasing oh, it in, i see okay that makes in sense. two parts but Good call. Good call. yeah it's probably oh, yeah, fun fact by the way there's um i think his character is just called the moss man or moss man or whatever yeah, moss man, the, yeah. big, the big plant person that's the original skeletor yeah which is just so great that they got him back for the reboot they got him yeah they got him in yeah no it I, I'm I'm super stoked with how it is, and the animation looks amazing. Yeah, that studio. I love the episode where they go to hot streak. Yeah, they really are. Yeah, I love the episode where they go to like the heaven, heavenly plane. Yeah, pre preternia. Yeah, and there's like all the previous He Men there. Yep, they're all just they're, like, like riding dinosaurs. And... Jack, it's so <laughs> insane. It's so over the top. Yeah. And it then is. you remember, like, oh, this was based on a line of, like, toys for boys in the 80s. So, uh-huh. like, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Like, what's this big buff one's name? Hero. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> He-ro. He-ro. Hero. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I I was I was pretty stoked on how that, that went. I was like, Kevin Smith doing Masters of the Universe. Okay. He's a weird. He's a weird guy, he's right? He's a weird choice. I I'm not. It's not misplaced me saying that. He's a weird. He's a weird guy. Yeah, like if it was like Kevin Smith's doing a reboot of Beavis and Butthead, I'd be like, well, I mean, he kind of already like Jay and Silent Bob kind of are <laughs> Beavis and Butthead already. But like, sure, that tracks. <laughs> um, but if you know, Masters of the Universe, like of all the things. Like, he's written comic books and stuff like that. He's a huge comic book guy. I love superheroes yeah. and stuff. So if they were like, Kevin Smith is doing f- fucking... Oh, they already did Green Arrow. I don't know. What's a... Green Hornet. <laughs> I'd be like, that's weird, but, like, sure. Yeah. That tracks. But, like, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe? Like... Yeah. And then the fact that it wasn't, like, really jokey or anything at all? 
Yeah, like without I I'm guess like, we've already talked about a bunch about it, so like sorry for if we're spoiling for anyone, but like without trying to be too spoilery, really what happens in the first episode Oh my god is that they present He Man and it begins in the very formulaic way that any He Man episode would have gone. Yeah. Introducing you to the characters, but also that's just like it's a very He Man. Yeah. And it just Skeletor is attacking Grayskull. Oh, yep. Again. And it's just it just felt like a love letter to the original series. Totally. But then they take that formula, flip it on its head, <coughs> and drop it off a building. Yeah. And then it dies. And then you go into episode two being like, oh, what's this? What's this series about? <laughs> um, and that twist is what hooked right. me for sure. Masters of the Universe revelation. I was not He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Masters of the Universe. Yeah, yeah honestly, like I watched the first episode um, and halfway through was like, okay, this is kind of like they rebooted the show, whatever. It's kind of fun, but whatever. I'm not that interested. And then episode one ended and I was like, I have to keep watching. Yeah. Yeah, they got me. Yeah, it is really well done, and I'm like, once again, because like I'm a Kevin Smith fan, and I'm like, the guy does obviously have some talent, no matter how much he tells you he doesn't. You know, he like self-deprecation is definitely a big part of his brand, mm. and I feel like his later creative endeavors have maybe leaned into that a little bit. Like I couldn't make it in past 15 minutes into Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Oh, I never tried. I I saw that it showed up on Amazon Prime, and I'm like, I'll give it a go. And I I was like, no, I can't do it. Oh. Yoga Hosers was atrocious. Oh, you told me about that one. Tusk was amazing. You've also told me about that one. It, deli- it. it delivers on the premise. If you want to see Justin Long get turned into a walrus, you're going <laughs> to fucking see it. It is batshit insane, and I'm so glad it exists. Like, is it good? No. But, like, <laughs> like objectively, no. But, like, is it amazing? Like, yeah. It's kind of fucking amazing. <laughs> um, nice. So, I think this is like, he did a really good job. And, I mean, obviously there's like four or five other very talented writers on this show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, like, credit needs to go to them as well, and obviously to the people that did the animation. But, like, overall, uh, he needs to maybe take himself more seriously. Maybe we'll see. Because I thought I thought he did he did well. Yeah. Anyways, to, you know speaking I, of people that oh no, sorry, oh, go ahead. You were I, I yeah. Are you? I was gonna you, say you know what I wish Kevin Smith directed. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh that'd be weird. I was gonna say speaking of people that take themselves too seriously. <laughs> that was also good. Yeah. We oh. wa- uh, we watched a movie starring the patron saint of the podcast. <laughs> He's the reason we get up in the morning, and he's the reason that we get down at night. Oh! Mr. Patrick Dalton Swayze, our Lord and Savior. Patrick Dalton Swayze. <laughs> Dalton in air quotes. Yeah. Love it. Um, We watched a movie called Steel Dawn. Oh, for some reason I thought it was called Red Steel. That's the video game. Uh, Starring Patrick Swayze. <laughs> on the Wii. It's where you get to be Patrick Swayze <laughs> with a gun and a sword. That's right. That is that game. It was the first person shooter on the Wii. It was like 
revolutionary because you used the Wiimote to aim. Shoot. And then you also and you used... Could, you could turn your gun sideways and go gangster style. <laughs> yep. But then you also had a sword fight. There were also sword fight scenes where you yeah. had to fight with the remote, and it was not intuitive. It was difficult. It was very difficult. But the I... shooting part was great. Yeah. I remember that game being like great in concept not great in execution yeah somewhat like this film oh Let's yeah jump right in here we go red steel red steel at dawn what was it called steel dawn steel dawn okay <laughs> the text was red that was about it <sighs> out of the ruins of a nuclear war through a landscape of unearthly beauty and unknown terrors and into a world struggling against the forces of nature the forces of evil. I am the authority in this planet. A legend is born. You shouldn't play with sharp objects. The legend of a man with no name and no home. You like being mysterious, don't you? A warrior trained in the ancient art of combat. A man needs his exercise. A hero for a new civilization. My father's dead now. He was a commander. I knew it. He is all that stands between those who would rebuild and those who would destroy. Cut the boy's throat. This is his challenge. This is his triumph. Patrick Swayze is the soldier of destiny. Will you feel safe now? Yes. Steel Dawn. The legend begins. Steel Steel Dawn. Yeah. No red in it. Okay. Um, uh, what so, was what was this movie about? So this movie was about a uh post-apocalyptic world. Yeah. Post World War Three. In which the sandstorms have rolled in. And so, like, it's Tatooine, and yeah, basically, yeah. I mean, more accurately, it's Mad Max. Yes, actually, yes, <laughs> in every way. <laughs> this is very much Mad Max. It's like it's like Mad Max meets. Oh, look at Patrick Swayze. Um, and so Patrick Swayze is the lone wolf who, like, used to be a soldier in the war because there was a big war before this it was a little unclear as to how the war fit in with the sandstorms but i don't know yeah so this was like five years after mad max 2 came out a little late to the post-apocalyptic party yeah but it was yeah but like, like very clear the where they got their in their influence from <laughs> yeah the wardrobe the weapons the hair oh boy the hair is nuts. You know what? It's actually, it is very, very hard to make real life hair look accurately like anime hair is drawn. Yeah. There's a lot of it in this movie that's very There's good. There's a ton of it. Patrick Swayze has got his his bushy, curly hair. Yeah. But then like an extremely long mullet that is usually done up in one long braid that is not straight. It kind of bends because yeah. it's very tight. And I'm like, I've 100% seen this exact hairstyle on an anime character that I can name. Like, it's a it's a really weird anime that I've seen a few episodes of called, like, Ranma and a Half or something like that. Oh, and yeah. the main character has that exact hair. 
and I'm like, that's weird. It looks very anime. Yeah. And real life anime hair is bad. Mm-hmm. Well, his his main like antagonist guy has like some Ooh, pretty crazy huge anime super hair, super spiky, but then also has some kind of long ponytail in the back. Yeah, his love interest has hair bigger than fucking D. Snyder in the eighties. Like, it's formidable. Yeah, like it must be some. There must be some crazy humidity in that desert. Seems like it. Because it is the volume, the amount of product that she would need to maintain that volume, and it's got like a crimp in it, like it's just, it's special. It's something special for sure. Yeah, for the most impactful part of this movie was the hair. I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. So he's lone wolf, and he fights it's, people it's, in the sand. It's Shane. The, the it's just Shane. <laughs> yeah. That's the plot of the movie. Is just the it's just he's a cowboy shows up in town. Yeah. And they're like. Shane, we need your help. I think his name is Nomad. Does he have a name in this movie? Yeah, well, he's the Nomad. Yeah, um, yeah I don't think he ever, was ever called anything. No. Uh, yeah. He's the stranger that wanders up to a farm and asking for water. And then they're like, we got a real bandit problem here with the bandits. Can you help? And he's like, sure. And so then he gets his does his samurai stuff and they... But it's always, it's always like reluctant, you know. Yeah. Like he's always like, "I've I've put away my sword," kind of like. Yeah. Like he's the, he is that that old like I used to be a warrior. Yeah. Now totally. I, now I don't, and then of course. Never draw my sword on another man. Kind of. Yeah. Even though in the opening scene he murders like nine people. Oh yeah. They try to mug him while he's meditating. They really want his backpack. They really want his backpack. And they can burrow in the sand. It was really weird. Yeah, I mean, so like basically, I guess the plot is like he's on his he's on his way to this tavern, and then his buddy like ambushes him, and they have like a little like scuffle, like standoff kind of thing, and you're like, and then you find out that they know each other, but they're like, you used to be faster, you know, they get each other at, at each other's sword point, and it's like you used to be faster. You used to have more hair. <laughs> you used to have more hair. Like, let's go get a drink, and then they're drinking, and he gets poisoned, and then they murder his friend. Yeah, some bandits. I guess, or they run the tavern. It's not clear. Yeah, yeah. He he suddenly gets poisoned and like falls to the ground and can't do anything. And then people pop out of literally everywhere. Everywhere. I'm talking barrels. I'm talking the ceiling, under tables, from yep. behind chairs, through the window. And then they don't do anything. They don't do anything. And then the one guy. Yeah, the super mullet. Super mullet, super spiky mullet, comes through the door like a normal person. Um, and then has a duel, essentially, with his friend. Um, and they're, like, fairly evenly matched. But then super spiky mullet has a secret um, shin blade. Yeah. And knees him, like, shanks him. With the knee thing. And it's not like he has like that one moment where he gets through his defenses and then guts him. He actually like like prison stanks, prison shanks him where it's like stab, stab, yeah. stab. And the guy is like, it's really kind of gruesome to watch. Yeah. So anyways, yeah, they murder this old man and then they leave. Yeah, they, they take some paper out of his jacket. Yeah. Which I guess is money. I'm pretty sure it was just his grocery list. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. That's his trophy. He always takes a trophy 
from his victims, and if possible, it's whatever they were going to buy for groceries next. Yeah. He was like, the Honey Nut Cheerios will be mine. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's, there seems to be no motivation there. They're just murderous bandits. And then uh, Patrick Swayze decides to go on a long walk to think about what he just saw. Mm. And on the way, he meets a dog. And yep. he and the dog become friends. And then they... Wander up to a farm. It's run by a nice lady who has a weird name that I don't remember. Yeah, they all have weird names. It's like Zarga or something. Probably. And he's like, hey, spare some water. I can I can pay. And she's like, you seem kind of sexy. No charge. <laughs> um, and then I guess he's like, I'll hang around and do some work on the farm. Yeah, I think, I think she offers that. Like, right away. Where it's like, yeah, you can have some water. Also, you want to come work? You can live here and eat. And he's like, I, I like the sound of the food. Yeah. The work. Ah. <laughs> work part sounds like I'm it's going to suck. Half-ass it, but <laughs> sure. <laughs> and then he starts living and working there. And then yeah. he learns about... Working and living. Living and working. Oh, yeah. the old... Taking what they're given because he's working for them. Shut the fuck up. And then he learns about, like, the little kind of settlement area there's a, like a bunch of farmers trying to revitalize the land but then there's also you know one big asshole who bullies everyone else and has a bunch of cronies yeah his name was like then... dilmar no that's from santa claus conquers the martians <laughs> dil D- dim luck zoltan i have I, no I idea i wish it was zoltan uh They'll have real dumb names. I'm gonna need to. We're gonna need to figure some of them. Damn nil. <laughs> okay. Kasha. That's the woman's name. Kasha. Oh, that's not that weird. It's like Kasha. Yeah. But with no money. Cash. Kasha. I got gotcha. you. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. 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 Tight. 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 Um. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, they good band. No doubt. Uh, they. <laughs> Yeah, so they uh they have a farm that's on top of a secret underground water spring. And her pl- her plan is to build an aqueduct and irrigate the entire valley and all the farms on the valley will have unlimited access to to water. Yep. Uh and they can grow crops and and it'll be good, but then Damnil is like I live just outside of town where it's all deserty and I need my water barrels are running dry i need water in my reservoir and so they show up one day and patrick swayze's naked in the bath and he's like hey i'd like some water and i'd like you to come work for me patrick swayze's like nah you should ration <laughs> ration your water and then, and then uh, Imhotep comes at him with a stick. Yeah, fucking Armin Vosloo's in this movie, which <laughs> yeah. is like the weirdest thing to see. And he's just a crony. And he looks exactly the same. Exactly the same. Exactly the same. Crazy. <laughs> Dude has not. Dude might actually be a mummy. Oh shit! Untouched by time. Yeah, like it's like him and Keanu Reeves. <laughs> you seen that paint? There's like a painting of like a 15th century like French nobleman that like looked exactly like fucking Keanu Reeves, and everyone's like. It's like that'd make the most sense. Yeah. That would make the most sense, wouldn't it? Um, but yeah, because he can like charm people, but but you don't really know how. 
Yeah. Because he's like weird about it. Yeah. Hi. I, I, I'm Keanu Reeves. And you're like, oh my God. Yes. And whoever he's talking to is like, has that reaction. And yeah. whoever he's not talking to, he's like, who the fuck's that weirdo? It's like, who's this alien that doesn't know how humans <laughs> behave? <laughs> It's like former Prime Minister Stephen Harper. Oh. Just like a... He looks like a robot that's trying to learn to express human emotion. Yeah, that's what happens when you're a robot who's built underground by mole people. Yeah. It's election day in Canada. By the way, that's why we're a little... Getting a little political with the... Uh, oh, a little political just because we mentioned a Prime Minister and then made fun of him? Yeah. Very controversial Prime Minister. Hmm. Anyways, um, no one cares. <laughs> no one, no one cares. They're not here to listen to us talk about it. Even the Canadian listeners do not. Swayze's care. got a sword. Swayze's got a sword that he got from a dollar store. Put it away. Yeah, all the weapons in this movie look real weird, and real dumb. Like, how did you get the tinfoil that smooth? It looks yeah. great. <laughs> <laughs> there is a bit of that. Um, it it does have a bit of a like. Oh, okay, so they. They like made these swords themselves out of yeah. like an old rusty tailpipe from a truck. <laughs> and like... <laughs> well, actually, no. You know what? They're they're not even yeah. They're not even rusty enough. Like they're all like very smooth mm-hmm. stainless steel blades. It's just they look so shittily made. Yeah, they look terrible. It's yeah. hilarious. It is kind of hilarious. And so yeah, it's basically just like you know, bad guy wants the water. He comes in the middle of the night and destroys their water pump. And so they go to get revenge on him by stealing his water pump. And uh, every time they interact with the bad guy, Patrick Swayze and Armin Vosloo like punch each other a bit. Yep. Um, There's a great thing where they like all roll up while he's in the bath and they're just like staring at him and he's like, what's the, what's the matter? Have you ever seen a grown man naked before? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a good line. That was funny. Because he is in a tub that is, like, much too small for him. Oh, yeah. He's really, like, crouched up in it. It yeah. It's kind of funny. It is kind of funny. But then Armin Vosloo shoves a spear in his face, and Patrick Swayze takes it from him just to prove that he can. And then just, like, gives it back, and he's like, don't don't play with pointy sticks or whatever. Yeah, something like that. It was yeah. not a very tough line. <laughs> it was not a very tough line. Um yeah, so just like a bit of back and forth, you know, they hit them, they go and hit the other, you know, they hit the bad guys, the bad guys hit back. Eventually they kidnap the bad guys, or the, the woman's son. The bad guy kidnaps the woman's son because, uh, you know, they they went and stole the pump. Patrick Swayze and uh, this big tall guy whose name is Tark, played by the guy that plays the the replicant in the the very beginning of Blade Runner it's like what's a tortoise that guy um what's a tortoise <laughs> um and uh when they get back with it everyone's like hey great job Patrick Swayze and then like no one gives any praise to Tark so he's like oh, I'm going to go off and get drunk yep so he goes out to town and gets drunk and then Patrick Swayze goes back to get him and he's like oh everyone just loves you so much <laughs> And then uh, the bad guys show up. Yeah, and at this point, they're like, okay, Patrick Swayze is a problem. We're yeah. going to hire this assassin. Yeah. And it's Super Spiky Mullet. It's a Super Spiky Mullet guy who's being hired to, to kill him. And so, uh, you know, Patrick Swayze's like, hey, drunk guy, take take the boy back to the farm. I'll, I'll deal with this. And uh, they get in a fight, and Patrick Swayze starts losing. 
And so then drunk guy's like, Jux, go. Oh, yeah. The, the boy's name is Jux, by the way. Jux. J U X. Jux! Yeah. Sounds horrible. Uh, so, anyways, he's like, Jux, run on home. I got this. And proceeds to wander straight up to the bad guy, raises his weapon to land a blow, and he just gets stabbed in the gut and dies. Immediately. <laughs> Does nothing. And ensures that the child is kidnapped. Yep. It was real bad. Yeah. Because, like, they... they He's just kind of... He's just like, I'm a big, meaty, mama meathead. And yeah. then, like, they give him the tiniest character arc by him having an emotional reaction to being outshined by Patrick Swayze. And he goes and gets drunk. And then he, like, kind of drunkenly tries to fight Patrick Swayze. And Patrick Swayze's just like, come on, man. Let's go home. Yeah. Just like me. And it's like, yes, they have that moment. And then they just flush it down the toilet by having him get shanked drunkenly by this, like, assassin. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, come on. You didn't have to go and do Torque dirty like that. Yeah. And then, yeah. He was the only one that had, like, anything close to an emotional arc also. That was it. That was the emotional arc. Yeah. From some side character who dies immediately. Yeah. And, like, they're, they're talking about, you know, there's the sexual tension scene where Patrick Swayze and the woman are talking about... The, the pipes uh, is it is it, the pipes gonna gonna flow do you do you think do you think the pipes will hold yeah and he's like oh they'll hold and like, like it won't be is it tight enough yeah uh, is it tight and he's like oh it's tight and then <laughs> just they just just bone right in the middle of the farm just right in the dirt just in the sand at night yeah and like he, you were, you were just bathing in daylight and got jumped by a bunch of people, and so you're thinking you're just gonna bone in the sand dunes at night, and nothing's gonna happen. That's, yeah, that's when they Stupid. break the water pump. Stupid. <laughs> so the boy gets kidnapped, and Patrick Swayze's like, "I gotta go get him." Don't you see? They took him because they knew that I'd come for him. And she's like, "Oh yes, good. Well, you'll need your sword." Oh yeah. Well, for for first she's like, "No, you can't go. You're in no position to fight." It's this classic like, "I'm the warrior, and even though I'm injured, I'm gonna go do the fight." Yeah. And then like the rational character, who's usually female, is like, "No, you can't do this." And it was like that was a very cliche scene. But then yeah, she's like, "Okay, if you're gonna fight, you're gonna need your sword." I actually didn't mind her character too much. Because they gave her a couple things where, like, oh, she's actually, like, she doesn't really need Patrick Swayze. No, she's a boss and she's getting shit done. Yeah. She's been running this farm a while now. Like, she's not the best fighter. Like, so she needs him to fight, maybe. But, like, in terms of, like... She's not a trained soldier. No. But, like, you know, she's like, I'm gonna build an aqueduct and irrigate the entire valley. And he's like, who came up with this? She's like, I did. And he's like, you? She's like, yes, all by myself. Yeah, and she's, like, explaining it to him, and he interrupts her to yeah. say, who who came up with this? And I was like, wow, dude. And she's like, she's like me. And like, and then she's like, really? Like, you? And she's like, yep, all by myself. And I was expecting him to be like, but you're a woman. <laughs> that was ex- that was the subtext of that scene. Yeah, totally. Yeah, my goodness. <laughs> like, where's like, your husband? Did he come up with this for you? Yeah, like, there's definitely a bit of that going on. And she's like, yep, I came up with it all by myself. I... No science. I know farm science. Yeah. Let me tell you about water. Let me tell you how the water flows, Swayze. Flows downhill. 
you dumbass. <laughs> Where you are. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I, like, I liked that. And then she's like, oh, you need your sword. It's in the safe. Maybe you should walk into the safe and get it. And he's like, yes, I will. Good job. <laughs> and then she just, like, locks him in the safe. Yeah. Um, so good. And then rides off to go get her son back. Mm-hmm. She's gonna be like, Dormammu, I've come to bargain. Um, doesn't do a great job of it. No, but I mean, like, she has to go get her kid. She didn't really she have has a to choice. go get her kid. And she gives up. This is this is the part where I was like, ugh, they could have written this a little bit better. She's like, you know, I, I, I'll tell you where the water is if you let my son go. And then he's like, slit the boy's throat. And she's like, no, wait, 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 wait. It's on my farm. Like, okay, like, obviously it's on your farm. Like, <laughs> first of all, like, that's the first place they're going to look. Second of all, like, don't give it up if you're going to do the next part of your plan, which is pull out the secret and, not, like, you know, throw yourself to the ground and, like, crawl towards me and be like, no, please, please, please don't knife my son. And he's like, I like when you crawl. It's, it does me good. <laughs> yeah. Um, good, good villain line. And then he, like, goes to help her up and then she, like, I have a secret knife in my sleeve. Yeah, which was and boss, like, yeah. Yeah, and then, like, holds it to his throat, but it's like, okay, cool, but, like, even if you knife this guy, there's, like, a bunch of other people in here, one of whom has, like, a sword over your kid's throat. He's gonna kill your kid, and then they're gonna kill you, and then they're gonna be like, so, you wanna go get get the water from her farm? Should yeah. we secret water? They're like, yeah, yeah, secret water? Secret, secret water. Secret water? Secret water? Let's secret get water. some secret water. Let's, 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 I bet secret water tastes way better than normal yeah, water. Yeah, yeah. It's like, dude, you don't... You don't be like... I was bluffing. <laughs> Here's the, you know. Yeah. So yeah. that that bit of the plan kind of, I'm like, that was bad writing. You, yeah. you lie. You say the rebel base is on Dantooine. And then hope that, uh, you know. Hope that they don't blow up your planet. Yeah. They will. They'll always blow up your planet, though. <laughs> yep. But yeah, so. she gets a knife to him and like demands that they release the boy. Mm-hmm. And they release the boy. Um, but the assassin who has the boy goes outside with the boy and then just waits outside the tent. And then she's like holding a knife to the main dude's throat and is like, hey, "Let's go." If anyone like no one leaves this tent, and then she takes one step out of the tent and the assassin grabs the knife. Yeah. Grabs the knife, throws her back in the tent. Like, yeah, that's, that's done. Yeah, it's like, okay, that's why maybe you do need Patrick Swayze. Yep, and then immediately Dormammu, whatever, is like, go get the boy. Dilmar. <laughs> Dilbert. Yeah. Let's go get the boy. Um, and of course they go to get the boy. And... On this issue of Dilbert, Dilbert <laughs> goes to get the boy. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't like... I don't like... Uh, <laughs> but then, yeah, uh, they meet Patrick Swayze along the way. Yeah, and they actually, a big old knife fight. Like they they go and like, uh, they catch up with the kid, and then they see Patrick Swayze and the dog, whatever. Um, well, yeah, the dog like fucks off for like most of the movie, and then when Patrick Swayze is locked in the vault, which by the way, how he gets out of the vault is he just like shoulder checks it a bunch. Yeah, we see him like trying to dig with the sword. <laughs> yeah. But then he shoulder checks the door like three I or four know. times. We'll dig our way out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's so dumb. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So they, you know, they meet and they have a big old sword fight. Patrick Swayze gets the shit kicked out of him mostly, and then 
Just like fucking stabs the guy. Yep. Oh, he he also he also secret knives. Oh the, yeah. The main the main boss dude. Do you get secret knife? Dilbert gets secret knife twice. <laughs> the favorite issue. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a little. Th- he's like they're like drop your sword, and he's like all right, and then. Uh, why does he drop his sword? Because they have the knife to well, yeah, well, someone. This whole time, he's had Kasha. Right. And he's, like, doing the big fight. And then he finally bests Super Spiky Mullet and puts his sword through him. Yeah. And then, like, there's, like, only three henchmen left. And one of them actually does come at Swayze. And Swayze cuts him down immediately. And then the other two are like, no! And, like, run away. But then Dilbert puts the knife to Kasha. And it's like... I'll kill her. I don't remember what he says. Um, yeah, basically, like, I'll kill her. Drop the blade. Drop your blades. He's like, all right. And he, he drops them and kind of he's he's got the shit kicked out of him, and so he yeah. kind of falls down onto the ground. Um, but then slowly, out of view of Dilbert, takes a secret knife from his boot. Yeah, and then I think she she like sees him kind of going for it and has has that understanding. And so she like elbows him to put a bit of distance between him and her, and in that exact moment, knifes him in the throat. Knifes him right in the throat. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, she's like, "Will you stay on the farm?" And he's like, "No." There's a voice that keeps on calling me. Down, Down the, the road, that's where I'll always be. Every stop I make, I make a new friend. And then the dog comes and joins him. Yeah. It's the little Ostrovo. Yeah, and they go on to... It's the post-apocalyptic little Ostrovo. I would watch that. Absolutely. I would watch that show. Especially if it starred Patrick Swayze. Yeah. Rest in peace. <sighs> yeah. But, still get Armin Vosloo. He's not dead. He will never die. Arnold Vosloo. Sorry. Armand. I don't know why. French, um, <laughs> Armani Boston. I do, I do like. Oh, that's a good name, actually. Write it down. I'm gonna name my firstborn son Armani Boston. <laughs> um, just like give him a completely different last name. <laughs> it's nothing to no, do. No, with... his middle name. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, his I, I do like that his death comes around. So like you know the boy is running. Uh, he gets on this weird, like, what are they, like, wind-powered bikes? They got, like, big sails on them. They're sort of. They like, have, like, three tall, yeah, thin sails. I It didn't seem like it made any sense. No. Anyway, so they got these things in there. Um, yeah. They're... Little sand skiffs. Little sand skiff things with, like, three wheels on them. And they're, like, chasing them down, and... That's when they run into Swayze and there's a big old, the kid tips his thing and there's a big old punch up and whatever. Anyways, it ends with Patrick Swayze fucking spearing. Arnold they they have like a, a joust moment. Yeah. In, in the sand skiffs. Which is cool. Yeah. And he gets speared and then he's like, I told you not to play with sharp sticks. <laughs> and he's like, I like taste like, it's kind of funny because like he's speared there and he's not dead. Yep. He's like slowly dying and Patrick Swayze is like, I could I could say nothing or I could be a dick. He's like, I'm gonna be a dick. <laughs> yeah, usually those kinds of lines are to a dead body. Yeah. 
where it's... This dude's, like, still looking at him. He's like, oh, oh, oh. He's like you're going to kill me fast, please? <laughs> it's like, I told you not to play with sharp sticks. Come on, kid. Let's go get your mom back. Yep. It's pretty brutal. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Fred's... Nope. That's... Fuck. Steel Dawn. Steel Dawn. Steel Dawn. Uh, Rise of the Steel Dawn. The Vestron video classic, which coincidentally is getting released by Lionsgate on Blu-ray next month. Part of their Vestron right. video collector series. Well, so if you listen to this episode and you're like, "Fuck, I really want to see that," it's coming out in high def, baby. Post-apocalyptic samurai. I feel like it's gonna be worse in high def somehow. Ooh, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, that's fine. Actually, we legit watched this on the VHS. Yeah, like we I've... didn't have to port it or anything. We just had an actual VHS. My VHS player still works. Yeah, I found this at a. I think I found it at an MCC in Vancouver. Nice. Thrift store. I paid like 25 cents for it. Something Beauty. like that. That is more than it's worth, I'm sure. Probably. Um, oh, we'll see what the Blu-ray costs. Probably like 30 bucks, man. It's like the so boutique. Worth it. It's like the boutique label prices, you know? Oh, boy. We should start our own boutique Blu-ray label. Release all the movies that we review on this show. <laughs> That sounds legal. <laughs> Craptacular films. Well, you got to get the right. This is a whole thing. We'll get a lawyer. It's fine. Um, if you if you'd buy a prestige Blu-ray put out by us, let us know. Support us on Patreon at the lawyer level, so we yeah. can afford a fucking <laughs> lawyer. <laughs> Fifty thousand dollars a month. <laughs> it's good bang for your buck. We'll send you a free Blu-ray. Yep. Fuck. Signed by us and our lawyer. <laughs> I don't know. That's so good. Uh, but yeah, we watched it on VHS, which is like, I feel like that's the way this movie was meant to be seen. Oh, yes, for sure. Yeah. So. Watched it on VHS in a in a basement while, like, drinking pop. I was like, yeah. this is this is the right way to like, go. Like, if we had ordered pizza that from was, yeah, Pizza Hut. I was just about to say, <laughs> that's the only way it would have been more precise. And, like, some Skittles or something. <laughs> like Yes. Like, three things that, like, shouldn't go together, but somehow, <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, yeah. So what, any other thoughts, any things you want to bring up about Steel Dawn? It's like, like, you look at the cover and you understand why I had to buy it, right? Oh, yes. It's like post-apocalyptic samurai movie starring Patrick Swayze. I will say it wasn't very samurai. I can, I can see how there was like. He has a sword and a headband. That's it. That's it. Yeah. (laughs) I mean. It's 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 sort of like a western, but the western is also sort of like a a take on the samurai movies. You think like the Magnificent Seven is just a remake of Seven Samurai? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's so it's like that's kind of true. I mean, it's literally true. <laughs> but yes, yeah. <laughs> I had brought it back to to Reds. No, fuck, Steel Dawn. Still- <laughs> Red Steel at Dawn. Yeah. They they are the Party samurai on. and western genre are like somewhat interchangeable, you know. The cowboy and the samurai are sort of the 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 the, the, it's, mas- it's the, the masterless archetype. yeah, roaming warrior. Yeah. Yeah. I got it, you. It's the same archetype. Yeah. It's sort of, right? So a lot of similarities for sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, I have no more thoughts about this movie. Yeah, like if you're looking for like a you want to watch a Mad Max like movie, but you're like I I have seen every Mad Max movie many times. I want for more. 
uh, and you can't wait for the Furiosa movie to come out, I guess maybe chuck this on. Not that long, I don't think. How long was it? Did it feel? It's like an hour and Hour 40? 42, I think? Something like that. So it's like, okay. Probably could have chopped, chopped 10 minutes out of it, got it down Probably. to a... It's, it's long 90. enough for you to finish your your Pizza Hut pizza. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Depending on the size you order and your appetite, you know. Should we uh, should we look up the Rotten Tomatoes? Should we get some pizza? We yeah. <laughs> After this, let's do that. <laughs> um. Okay, Rotten Tomatoes. Um. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess like thirty eight. Let me tell you if I, you were correct. I feel like... I will tell you this. 79% of Google users liked this film. Wow. Google users, eh? Are too high. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Here we are. Da, da, da. So what did you say? 38? 38. I feel... I get the feeling that it's going to be on the lower side because of the quality of the movie. Uh, oh, God. Uh, this is a first. What? Um, there's no, there's no tomato score. Oh, just none at all. There's only been three reviews and I guess it's not enough to, to put up a score, but there's been 5,000 plus audience ratings. So let's go with the audience score. Okay. Which, uh, do you want to guess what the audience thought of it? I'm going to, if there's the audience score, I'm going to bump it up to like 62. <laughs> no, 34. Oh, what? It was even lower. <laughs> it was wow. even lower. Yeah. Oh goodness, I went in the wrong direction. Wow. Yeah. Well, so, well, that brings us to our rating. What what rating do you feel like giving this movie? Aaron? we have a very rigid three tier rating system. Yeah, and there's no point in uh breaking from tradition now. Um, I mean, I hate to do it because you know I love the sways. I love everything he brings to cinema, but, like, it is one big pile of shit. That is one big pile of shit. I'm with you on that one. It's one big pile of shit. I was like, it's just, it's not, it's not funny and, and bad enough to be one of our craptacular takes, and it very clearly was not just a good movie. No. It ha- I think it has to be one big pile of shit. Ultimately, just bad. Yeah. It's there were one- some good moments. That's not enough, though. No, it's not enough to to warrant a rewatch like even if like you know we had a bunch of friends all together and they're like hey should we watch this steel dawn movie like let's watch a bad movie together i'd be like "Ugh, there's there's other bad movies we can watch guys uh we could watch red dawn which is where the russians invade america and then the high schoolers have to kill them right that's a movie it exists um red done red done we'll, we'll isn't that about... what we just watched no i'm just kidding <laughs> no, red steel let's go play yeah. some red steel man let's go play red steel yeah you gotta hook up the week i wonder if i have red steel still i probably do yeah hmm. yeah that could be fun i'd be down for a wee night <laughs> we'll just have a wee night i'll oh, just have a wee night and a wee nap Right, well, before we sign off, we're going to play one fun little mini game. Are you ready? It's called Beard or No Beard. How do you prefer your Swayze? Ooh. Because in this movie, he has he a beard. Has a beard, yeah. But traditionally, you see the Swayze clean shaven. Yeah, I mean, normally I like, I like my men to be bearded. 
Yeah. Um, but I might go no beard. I'm with you on that one. He's got a good chin. Very good chin. Good chin, good jawline. And the scruff just kind of it obscured, especially with the amount of hair on his head in this movie. Yeah, I was just going to say. It's just like his face blended in with the rest of his head and his hair. And then it was like, you still see the eyes and you still got the voice. Oh, yeah. But no, I, I was going to say, say no beard as well. I think if his hair was a little better maintained, maybe the beard could have been a look. Maybe. Maybe. maybe but um yeah i'm gonna go roadhouse swayze over over uh wander in the wasteland swayze yeah cool me too i'm with you on that one yeah well that's the show i think it should be a little sound bite that goes no beers <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 da. um <laughs> we'll have a little we need a soundboard we do need a soundboard yeah we could become the wacky morning dj podcast a bad we movie podcast. Yeah, I feel like it wouldn't be that hard to set up. Ultimately. No. no, it'd be fun. And I could like press the wrong button all the time. Yes. Like, like going for like sad trombone and accidentally hit applause. And like, <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll do. I'll set up the soundboard, but give you all of the unlabeled won't tell, buttons. You won't tell me what's on the soundboard. <laughs> and everyone wants to be like, well, I guess that's a her. <laughs> press the random <laughs> button. <laughs> oh. Uh. Uh yeah, so that's the show. That's the show. Uh thanks for listening. I don't know, was that like a quicker one than no no, it's about the same. We talked about Shang-Chi for a while. Oh yeah. And Masters of the Universe. More than the movie, probably. Yeah, we were it was at one point where we were talking about Masters of the Universe, but I was like, it's been it's been a while since we started and we haven't started talking about the movie. And I made the conscious decision not to bring it up. Yeah. So uh I'm fine with that. Yeah, unfortunately, this is one of those ones where there's not a lot to say, but uh, we're going to be back next month, and it is October, which means we're going to do something spooky. Uh, And so we're going to watch Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, which is famously the Halloween sequel that doesn't have Michael Myers in it and has nothing to do with any of the other Halloween movies. The fuck? (laughs) Yeah, so originally the idea was uh halloween was was meant to be an anthology movie and like every year or so you get another halloween movie that would just be another spooky tale set on october 31st um and so this one uh you know takes place on halloween and then it's about a a witch i guess i don't know i don't really know what it's about something about like haunted halloween masks i think taking over children's brains Mm. like that um Starring Jim Carrey. And then, but it, it's weird because Halloween and Halloween 2 are like direct sequel. It's a direct sequel to it. Like it takes place the minute the first one ended. Right. Um, And, you know, but at the end, you know, Michael Myers, spoiler alert, Michael Myers gets blown up at, in the hospital and Dr. Loomis goes with him and it's like, okay, well that story's over. Yep. Now let's do some witch stuff. Yeah. And it's like audiences were like well, what the fuck is this we thought there was going to be more halloween this isn't halloween and so it's very much like a it was a like a, a failed a failed <laughs> experiment it's like i feel like if you had done this with halloween 2 and been like yeah it's just an anthology it's just an anthology it's yeah. just another halloween story instead of continuing the other one then it might have worked but yeah, weird choice. Weird choice. Very weird choice. Um, 
That's I'm excited to see it. Yeah, that's what we're doing next month because I figured, why not? Yep. Um, it's a good excuse to watch it. I've never seen it. Let's get it. Halloween spooktacular. Um, yeah, but we should get Halloween candy. Absolutely, yeah. We'll nosh on gorge ourselves on Halloween while we're podcasting. (laughs) Yeah, we'll we'll each have a bucket. Oh yeah, when we eat too much candy and have to throw up. Yes. Um. Yeah, that'll be a Patreon exclusive. Just, <laughs> just, us just all the outtakes of us vomiting. <laughs> five minutes of dry heaving. Our patrons, they get the worst shit. <laughs> no, only sometimes. Um, <laughs> speaking of which, we have a Patreon. Uh, you can subscribe for like not very much money at all. Just do it. Yeah, not much. Um, and it helps us do the show. I mean, we do it for. Just, just do it. I don't know where I'm. It just, would, it would be nice. Yeah. To put a little bit of money into the show. Into the show for sure. Maybe it, you know we wouldn't have to talk about it so much at the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Currently setting up a new studio. I do need to get yeah. a few things. And you know we pay we pay for hosting services and and I spent a whole quarter on this fucking movie so. Uh, <laughs> But like in all in all honesty, I do have like a stack of DVDs that I bought like specifically for the podcast because I've been yeah. at like a thrift store and been like, well, Alex, like shit, I'm gonna get More that. More than we'll ever get to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could do this podcast from their ten years, or we'll have to. Start hey, doing... if we get enough patrons. We're going to start turning out more episodes, though. That's another thing. I would love to do more than one a month. Maybe we should have, like, a stretch goal or something. I think we do or, have one. How does that work? Yeah, there's stretch goals on there. I got to go back and look at <laughs> it. Uh, sign up. That's the point. Um, <laughs> we love you. And we're on all the socials, you know. Uh, I'm not going to do it. We got a link tree. It's linktr.ee slash pod. All the links are on there. Boom. Go to it. Smell it. Click on it. It'll smell like whatever your computer smells like. Mm. It's the internet. It's digital. It doesn't have a smell. Well, what does your computer smell like? I don't know. You've never yeah. smelled your computer? Probably whatever I spilt on it last. Oh. Like purple slushy. Purple <laughs> slushy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So all the socials are on there. Um, we have an Instagram. Uh, and speaking of all the junk that we buy for the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just junk, but I, 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 we're going to be opening like an Etsy shop where we will sell not just the stuff that we bought for the show, but then also just, I collect a lot of media and sometimes I upgrade something from DVD to Blu-ray or from Blu-ray to fancier, more expensive (laughs) Blu-ray and, (laughs) uh, you know, um, it's all in really, you know, good shape, good working shape. So we're we're gonna be opening an Etsy, Etsy shop. It probably will be open like by next month. But um, you know, I ran a poll on our Instagram. Hey, would you be interested in buying some of our old stuff? And it was fifty fifty. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. And so I was like, well, fuck it, I, I'll do it, and I'll see what happens. <laughs> kind of depends on what it is, really. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, so. Uh, I've got like a stack of stuff that I'm looking to sell. Some of it's stuff that's been featured on the show. Some of it's literally I upgraded to a fancier Blu-ray or a <laughs> DVD to Blu-ray upgrade or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, maybe I'll throw Steel Dawn up on there. You can get the VHS tape that we watched. We will. We can sign it. We could sign it. Or like just write a note in it. 
be like, hey, idiot. Hey, <laughs> hey watch watch this with love. Retro retro craptacular podcast. Well, on the front um, it'll say what you're watching, and on the other side, in all caps, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There we go. That's funny to you and me and no one else. <laughs> yep, that's correct. That's what this podcast is, baby. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, so that's a, that's a thing. Keep an eye out for that. That will also be on the link tree. Ooh. Uh, and I think we've got... Uh, Bookmark that link tree. Yeah, I've got a, an Instagram account separate for the um, for the, the shop as well. It's called the Retro Shoptacular. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then I'm just going to post uh, photos of all the stuff that's up there. And maybe I'll do a thing where it's like, hey, uh, this is going to be going up on Etsy in a couple of days. But if you want it, DM me here and we can skip the Etsy fees and stuff and just, you know, pay through PayPal or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Handle it that way. So we'll see. Maybe we'll do like a giveaway to announce that maybe we'll give away red. Don. No. Steal Don. <laughs> now you got me just... doing it. <laughs> Damn it. Maybe we'll do a giveaway. It'd be fun um, to do a giveaway. I've never done a giveaway before. Neither have I. Maybe, um, maybe it'll feel nice. To give yeah. Something away. We'll have to figure it out. But that'll maybe that'll be how we announce, announce the shop. Seeing as how I only spent a quarter on this uh, VHS <laughs> tape, I feel like I'd be comfortable giving it away. <laughs> I demand recompense. Yeah. What am I going to do? Sell it for 50 cents? Anyways, uh, 50 cents and then like six bucks in shipping. Like, <laughs> yeah, for who, real. Who wants that? Womp. Uh, yeah, so anyways, that's the show. That's where you can find the links. Next month, Halloween season of The Witch. Coming to a close, man. The show is almost done. Do you... What? Are we, are we wrapping up? Well, for the year. Oh. <laughs> I, I, don't thought, I thought you were like, we're going to do the Halloween episode and that might be it for the Retro Craptacular. No. I was like, uh, should we well, talk about no, this this show. This show's coming to a close. This yeah. episode. This episode. Episode. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. This episode. Yeah. I feel this. like this episode could have ended about 15 minutes ago. Probably. I uh, I really should be going home. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm much later than I told my girlfriend I would be. That's all right. Uh, so anyways, that's, that's the show. Thank you. Much love. Mm. Um, Indeed. Rest in peace, Patrick Swayze. Ah. If you have a Patrick Swayze movie you want us to watch, email the show, retrocrappot at gmail.com. Maybe we'll watch it. Maybe we won't. Who knows? You probably will. Probably will. Until next time, keep watching crap. Get vaccinated.